Welcome to another episode of Yard Nation Ministries International. I am the Apostle Charles White, and I'm here with a dynamic word that God has given me today. This is so awesome. This is so, so awesome. God gave me this word. It's being translated from sonship to deity, being translated from sonship to deity. This word, I mean, has been in my spirit. I've been praying and laboring over this word so that God can give me a revelation that I can give to you all being translated from sonship to deity. A son gains God's inheritance. A God rules what he inherits. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. The sonship and your deity as a God, as a little G, not a big G, but as a little G. The, the deity, the rule, the authority that God has given you. Both words, the big G and the little G, share the same Greek definition of Elohim. But the big G, God, the almighty one, it means the almighty one. It means the creator. The little G, it means a ruler or a dictator or a judge. So as a son and as a God, we're going to look at some things that Christ has given us in word and in scripture. We'll be coming today from John chapter number 10, verses 9 through. Uh, we're going to go from 9, then we're going to jump down from 22 through 38. Amen. I'll read it as follows. I'm going to be stopping and explaining some stuff and breaking down some stuff. So just uh, bear with me as we go through this message. Again, a son gains God's inheritance. A God rules what he inherits. A son, as a son, we gained an inheritance from God. Then he made us gods to have authority over it. So we got to understand that. That's one of the things we have to understand, and that's going to be key in this message today of being translated from sonship to deity. John chapter 10, verse number nine says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Verse number 22. Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you don't believe. The works I do in my father's name testify about me, but you do not believe. Because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good works from the father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any good work, they have replied, but for blasphemy because you are mere, you are a mere man who claim to be God. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? I have said you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. What about the one whom the father set apart as his very own and sent it to the world. Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because I said, I am God's son. Do not believe me unless I do works of my father. 
But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I in the father. Now, I want to just go for a moment back to verse number nine. Jesus said, I am the door. And in order to move through the door or the gate, another translation says the gate, the King James Version says the door. I am the door or the gate. In order to move through the door, you have to become translatable. He's the translator between your mortal body and your eternal deity. Jesus is that translator. And when we, the, the door, the, the, the authority that he's talking about, he says, listen, I want to translate you from being a son gaining an inheritance to being a God ruling the inheritance. That's key. It's key to understand how we gain the authority as sons to inherit some stuff from God. But then we have to walk through that authority as gods to rule or maintain it. Watch this. It says, who have delivered us? If you go to Colossians chapter number one, verse number 13, I'll break that down just a little bit more about being translatable into the kingdom of God. Right. It says, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now watch this. In Colossians, the Bible talks about Christ who has moved us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That word translate right there means methistomy. 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 It means to move from one place to another. In verse number nine, Jesus said this, I am the door or the gate that you got to move through in order to become translatable. I am the door or the gate. He said, you cannot get in any other way but through me. I am the door and I am the gate. I am the translator. A translator takes one form of communication and makes it relatable to another. What Jesus is basically saying is, is this in verse number nine, the chapter, uh, chapter 10, uh, uh, verse, uh, uh, ver chapter 10, verse number nine and John, Jesus said, I am the door. You got to move through me. You can come in and out of this door. He said, and those who go in and out, they will be saved. They must go in and out this door and they will be saved. What Jesus was basically saying is, is I am the translator. And again, a translator, it takes one form of communication and makes it relatable to another. Jesus said, is basically saying, I want to take your sonship and, re and make it relatable to God's kingdom authority he has for you. I want to make you relatable to the kingdom of God. I want to make you relatable to the authority of God. But first and foremost, you have to come to this gate. You have to come through this door so that I can can translate you. We have to become translatable. Watch this. A translator takes one form of communication and makes it relatable to another. Colossians says you have been taken from the power of darkness. That doesn't just mean sin, by the way. Jesus is the light of the world. It's a lot of people that know of him as a son, but have yet to see his light and deity as a God. When you understand that, when you understand that light, then you are made relatable to the kingdom of his dear son. You can't be made kingdom relatable if you haven't known his kingdom authority. Wow. 
Jesus wants to take us from just from just being sons to a kingdom authority or a kingdom deity as being a God, a little G, a little G as being a God. Most of the time you go into a church and they'll look at you crazy if you say you're a God. We're going to get to that in a second. I don't want to get ahead of myself. The Bible says that, listen, a trans, uh, 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 he has translated us from the power of darkness until the kingdom of his son. Watch this. Verse number 24 and 25. They gathered around him asking, are you the Messiah? Jesus said, I already told you that, but you don't believe me. Now watch this. Jesus went back and forth speaking as a son and a God in this scripture. I'm going to break that down for you. He spoke as a son in verse number 25. He said, I did tell you, but you did not believe. They asked, was he the Messiah? He said, yes. Now we already know that the Messiah was the, the sacrificial lamb. It was the, it was the sacrifice. Greater love had no man than to lay down his life for his friends. But then the Bible says in John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So Jesus is speaking as a son right here. They said, are you the Messiah? He said, I already told you that. I already told you that. I did tell you, but you did not believe. Then he said, look, haven't you seen the works that I do in my father's name? He's speaking as a son. Verse number 26, he's speaking as a son, but you do not believe me. But these are my sheep. Verse number 27, he's speaking as a son. My sheep, listen to my voice. Verse number 28, he speaks as a God. He said, I give them to uh, eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. That's where he speaks as a God. Because if you go down to this next verse right here, verse number 29, he said, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Now watch this. If the sheep is already in Jesus' hands, he said, no one can snatch them out of my hand. He turns around and says that they're in my father's hand. Now watch what he says right after that. Verse number 30 and verse number 28. He said, they're in my hand and can't nobody snatch them. Then in verse number 29, he says, they're in my father's hand and can't nobody snatch them. Verse number 30, he said, I and the father, I and the father are one. I and the Father are one. Now watch this. I'm going to go back to verse number 24 and 25 and break something down for you. They gathered around him asking, are you the Messiah? Jesus said, I am. I already told you that. But you didn't believe. In order to relate to with his deity, you have to understand your deity as well. Religion don't relate to kingdom because they reject the position to become translated. Jesus spoke about the rich man and the camel. If you all remember that story, he said it's easier for the camel to go through the eye of the needle. The camel had to crawl through the eye of the needle, which was a small hole in the gate. Jesus said, unless the rich man became like-minded, he couldn't be translated. God is using a generation of people that will advance the kingdom with hidden faces. They'll lay on their face in labor with no self-proclaimed fame. God is looking for some people that understand their deity, but don't put their name or their face on what he has already given us to rule and have authority over. God is looking for some individuals that's selfless, that's nameless, that's faceless, that, that has no case of their own to, to mark themselves as higher than what they are. They understand that they are translated into God's kingdom and his authority. They understand that God has translated them. And the more we become humble, the more he can translate us to the world. 
I'm not saying that God's people won't become famous. Hear this, please. I'm not saying that God's people won't become famous. It won't be a self-proclaimed fame. If you know and understand, Jesus told a lot of people after he did ministry, don't tell nobody who did this to you. And they still went out and told. The Bible even talks about his fame went abroad. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm not saying that there won't be famous people of God that come from the kingdom of God. I said that there will not be a self-proclaimed fame from God's people. Now let me go back and explain that when Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Jesus says, no one shall snatch them out of my hand in verse number 28 verse number 30 he said they're in the father's hand and no one can snatch them verse number 29 i'm sorry verse number 30 he said me and the father are one when you become translatable or if you become relatable to the kingdom deity god has for you you'll have the same access christ had when he walked the earth You'll have the same access Christ had when he walked to earth. What do you mean by that? The same miracles, the same signs, the same wonders that Jesus did. He said, greater work shall you do. Now, look, watch this. I hate when people misinterpret that scripture. Greater work shall you do. Jesus walked on water. The Bible talks about how he laid hands, how he did all these wonderful miracles. We cannot do a miracle greater than what Jesus has already done. What he said, greater work should you do, that word greater, that word work in there means labor or force. It means that Jesus only had three years to walk in this ministry. You have a lifetime. Jesus was only in a one restricted or confined area. You can take the gospel all across the world. So when he said, greater work shall you do, he said, listen, the deity, the rule and the authority I'm getting ready to give you, I'm getting ready to give you for all the earth. Why? Because you inherited the earth as a son. My God, this is your inheritance. This is your inheritance. Jesus says, no one can take them out of my hand. Then in 29, he said, the father has them in his hand and no one can take them. And then in verse number 30, he said, me and the father are one. We're one. He was speaking as a God. Now watch what the people said in verse number 31. Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to, to them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? Watch what they say in verse number 33. We are not stoning you for any good work, they replied. But for blasphemy, because you are a mere man that claimed to be God. I'm going to stop right there for a second. Oh, my God. They said, you're just a man. Why are you saying that you are a God? You're just a man. And this is the thing what the church don't teach you. And what I mean by church, I'm talking about tradition. What tradition and religion don't teach you. They, listen, if you go, because you got to understand the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were church-going people. They didn't have a kingdom mindset. They didn't understand uh, Jesus' rule and his deity as a God here on earth because he was a God here on earth. The Bible calls him Emmanuel. It means the God with us. It means God with us. They didn't understand his deity or his rule. They didn't want to accept it. And the first thing what church or religious folks or traditional folks do is they don't want to teach you that you are a God. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get into that in a second. Well, my, I'm going to get into that in a second. 
They don't want to teach you that you are a God. It's written in his word. Watch this. Verse number 33, he said, you, the, 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 the church folks said to him, you are a mere man. That means you're immortal. You got flesh. You're going to die just like us. You're going to die just like us. But you sitting here saying that you're a God. Watch what Jesus says in verse number 34. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? I have said you are gods. Hold on. Jesus had to remind them, listen, it's written that you are a God too. You're walking as a son right now. But if you ever understood your deity, if you, under, if you ever understood your authority, you are a God too. We get caught up in the fact that we're sons, we're kings, we're priests, and all of these things the Bible says. We're servants, we're friends. We're, the Bible calls us all of these things. And we'll run with the fact that God has spoken this about us. We love to say that we're kings and priests, uh, like it was spoken in Revelation. We love to say that we're a son. We love to say that we're friends for a servant don't know what a master is doing, but he reveals it to his friends. We love to say that we are servants. We love to say we're sons, but no one proclaims to be a God. Woo no one proclaims to be a God. No one proclaims to be a God. Now watch this. Jesus said in verse number 34, Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? I have said you are gods. Verse number 35, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and this scripture cannot be broken. Jesus said this, it cannot be broken. That's the King James version. It says it cannot be broken. The NIV says, and it cannot be set aside. What Jesus was basically saying is, yes, you are sons. Sons gained your inheritance. Yes, you are the son of God. Now watch this. He also said this, but you are gods. You are a God. Oh my God, I just lost a couple followers right there. You are a God. If you have a red letter edition Bible, you'll know that this is Jesus speaking. He said, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. He said, God cannot break this promise. He can't break it. Where do we get? So, what? Oh, if we're gods, where, where do we get this from? Genesis 1 and 26. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over all the earth. Dominion, that means to rule. It means to reign in authority. That, mean, that word means to rule. It means to have, to have jurisdiction over. He says, listen, I want you to have jurisdiction over this earth. I want you to rule over all the whole earth. Then he goes on to say over oh, the fire of the air, the fish of the sea, the, all the creepy things. He said, I want you to rule over it. So he gave you access or authority to rule over the earth. Right there, he gave you the earth as an inheritance and he gave you your godship as the deity to rule it. He gave you the earth as an inheritance. Ooh, my God. He gave you the earth as an inheritance and he gave you the godship to rule or have authority over it. Now watch this. In Genesis 1 and 26, he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. If you go to Psalms 82 and 6, he said, know ye not that you are gods and what? The children of the most high. He said, you are God and children. 
What do you mean by that? You are a God and a son. He puts a distinction between the two. He Look, watch this. I have said, this is uh, Psalms 82 and 6. I have said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high. He said you are a God, which means, look, that word Elohim, it means to rule. It means to judge. It means to have dominion. We are little G's. The definition of little G is Elohim. The definition of big G is Elohim. It means the creator. It means the almighty one. We are not the big G definition of Elohim. We are the little G. We are a ruler or a dictator or a judge. God has set us here as his children and given us the authority as gods to rule and reign over what he placed in the earth. Again, Psalms 82 and 6. I have said, this is God speaking. I have said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Why? Because we have mortal flesh. We have flesh. So he said, listen, your mortal bodies will leave here, but the deity will never be broken. Jesus just spoke it over in John chapter 10, verse number 35, 30, 34, 35. He said, listen, that scripture shall never be broken, that you are a God. Your flesh might leave this earth, but the deity that God gave you in Genesis 1 and 26, he said, you can never be broken. It can never be taken back. It, look, another trans NIV, remember it said, it shall not be set aside. You cannot set aside the authority that God has given you as a little G. Then watch this. In Psalms 82 and 8, they, he uh, he uses the big word, arise, O God, comma, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Watch this. He said, arise, O God, and judge the earth. The reason why they asked God to arise and judge the earth is because no one wants to believe that they're gods. <laughs> oh, my God. In Genesis 1 and 26, he said, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion, which means power, authority, and rule. Go back and look it up. Power, authority, and rule over all the earth. Then over here in Genesis, I'm, I'm sorry, Psalms 82 and 8, they say, God, the big G, arise, O God, and judge the earth. The reason why they're asking God to arise and judge the earth is because no one wants to believe that they're a little G. Whoa. We want the inheritance. We want the possessions. We want the we, we want we want everything that God has for us in the earth. We want the we want the houses, we want the cars, we want the we want the, the, the possessions, everything that God has for us. We want to inherit it. God has said we should inherit the earth. We talk about the inheritance, but no one talks about the rulership, the authority that God has given us. It should never be. Uh, uh, we shouldn't have to worry about a president or a dictator or a ruler. God's people should have the authority to rule and make and govern themselves according to their own laws. But God's people run out and vote in man-made laws every election. That's not the authority that God gave us to, to give it over to someone else. That wasn't God's purpose and plan for us to give the authority over to someone else. 
Psalms 82 and 6 says, I have said ye are gods, little g, and all of you are children of the Most High. You are a son, which means that you have an inheritance. But God wants us to rule. Again, I said this in the notes early on in the notes. I said, a son gains God's inheritance. A God rules what he inherits. God wants to translate you. You have to become relatable to the authority that God gave you. Jesus spoke as a man who was relatable to what God gave him, the authority to rule here on earth. He spoke it. He spoke it. The Pharisees and Sadducees, the Jews, spoke to him and said, you are just a mere man and you acting like you're God. We just read that. Let me find that again. My God, let me, let me find that again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, yeah, 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 right here. It says, we are not stoning you for any good work, they reply, but for blasphemy because you are a mere man that claimed to be God. The church is sitting here telling Jesus, you're just a man. You're just flesh. And you sitting here saying that you are a God. Jesus turned around and said, is it not written that you are God's and it's in your law? God wants us to have our inheritance, but he gave us the Godship, that Godship. He gave us that, uh, that deity to rule over what he placed in our hands. Whew. Psalms 82 and 6 again, he said, I have said ye are gods and all of you are children of the, of the most high. Verse number eight, arise, O God, big G, and judge the earth. David, David, listen, pray, God, arise and judge the earth. You know why? Because there's no one walking in the deity. There's no one who's claiming to be what God has called them. Jesus said this. He said, I and God are one. He says, I am relatable to the authority that God has given me. And, the, and we read in Colossians that Jesus has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The kingdom, that word kingdom, basilea, it means a authority or rule. Everything that God has made and structure around us was to rule the earth. And we're too afraid to walk in the rulership that God has given us. We let tradition and religion talk us out of walking in the deity that God has given us. We let tradition and religion talk us out of walking in the authority that God has given us. We love to talk about the miracles. We love to talk about how we lay hands and the prophecies. And we love to talk about this. And we love to talk about it. And we love to talk about how God used us and the word that we got and the revelation that he gave us. And we love to talk about that. But it's some authority that God has in his spirit realm as God's that we have to go. It's some land that we have to overtake. It's some powers that we have to to overthrow. It's in people that we have to dethrone. And God wants us to set up our kingdom rule right here on earth. God wants to set up his kingdom. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God got some kingdom gods. Little G's. God has some kingdom G's. Some little G's that is ready to rule and reign and take authority back on what God has already set and proclaimed for his people. It was given to us in Genesis 1 and 26 to walk in this authority that God has given us. Whew. We want to walk in the miracles as sons. We want to walk in the miracles as sons. We want to walk in the possessions. But God says the deity that I have given you, 
that authority to walk as a God. A son gains the inheritance. A God rules the inheritance. He rules. He dictates what God has already given him. My God. My God. Ooh, my God. I wish you caught this. It's some finances that God has given you as an inheritance, but you need your Godship to rule it and have authority over it. Some of you, you got some, you got some generational wealth that's laid up for you and you don't know how to get it. God says it once you learn your deity, you'll rule it well. You'll rule it. You will have the authority to rule it well. Whew. As I come to a close, I just wanted to say this. We got to understand. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be sons of God. We all are the sons of God. Psalms 82 and 6 tells us that. He said, I, I know ye not that you are God's and that you are the sons of the Most High. You are children of the Most High. You are God's sons. A son means you have an inheritance with him. When he placed you as a God in Psalms 82 and 6, he said, listen, what I placed in your hand as a son, I want to give you this God-like authority to rule it. I want to give you this God-like authority to rule it. Father, I just thank you. I pray that the eyes of our heart are open and enlightened to your word, to your will, and your ways. Sharpen our minds to receive your God-given authority. We are little G's. We won't take your, we won't take your position. We won't even phantom in our minds that we are greater than you. But Father, we will rule with the authority as God's. You said in your word and through your son that that scripture cannot be broken. Another translation said that it can't be set aside. So, Father, we thank you for giving us this authority and entrusting us with it. Continue to translate us into your kingdom. I ask for this by the power of your authority. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, I thank you for tuning in for another, another wonderful message. Being translated from sons to deity. God has given us this authority to walk as gods, little G's, Elohim's, little G's, rulers, dictators, and judges. And it is for us to rule what God has placed in our hands. We must use this authority to continue to advance his kingdom far above what the enemy has done in this earth. I pray that we all can join together and walk as God has designed us to. Thank you for tuning in again, and thank you for listening. Share this message with those. Go back and replay it. Go back and rehearse it. Go back over those scriptures and study to show, study to show yourself approved as a God, as a God. Ooh, I got, I got to go here. Before I, before I close out, because there's going to be plenty to say, well, there are false gods, and they're this, and they're that, and they are. There are a lot of false gods out here. I just want to give you this. Just want to give you this before we go. 1 Corinthians 8, verse number 3. In a, the New Living Translation said, But the person who God's love, who God love, who, I'm sorry, but the person who loves God is the one whom 
God recognizes. So what about eating meat that has been offered to idols? Well, we all know that an idol is not really in God. A little g, little g. If you have a Bible, it says little g. And that there is only one God, big G. There may be so-called gods, little g's, but in heaven, both in heaven and on earth. And some people actually worship many gods, little g's, and many lords. If you go back up, now the Bible says that there's going to be a lot of so-called gods. A lot of so-called gods. A lot of gods of both heaven and in earth. But watch what he says in verse number 3, 1 Corinthians 8, verse number 3, the beginning of the scripture. It says, but the person who loves God is the one whom God recognizes. He recognized you. Jesus said that that scripture could not be set apart, that we are gods. And right here, right here in Corinthians, it states that those who love God is the ones he recognizes. I don't care about the false gods. I don't care about the, the so-called gods. When you love God, when you embrace who he called you to be, when you believe it, when you receive it, and when you achieve who you are, the Bible says that we will walk in this deity. We will walk in this authority. So I, again, I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for the blessed and prosperous uh, message. God, I thank you for it. I love you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Until we meet again, amen.